<laughs> Alright, uh, third time's a charm? That's a cliche, right? Maybe this is why. Uh, okay, no more Princess Leia's ever. I've learned that. I don't know what it is with that microphone. It just, I didn't even really move. But it, it bopped into my t-shirt. That's, that's too bad, because they're the most comfortable ones to wear. But I'm actually going to go with Sans microphone today, because the other one, well, the left earbud's gone out, so I'm sure the microphone's about to die. And I'm sure it'll die halfway through this one. And I don't even know what halfway through this one is. I can tell I need to blow my nose, though. So hold on. I'm going to pause. Uh, hang on. I haven't forgotten about you. Getting some provisions secured here. Hang on. I am so close to ready. Hang on. Uh, yeah, I'm just meeting a girl named Blue Dream, and uh, then when I'm done with her, you're next. Okay. Well. The... The routes that these take are rarely the routes I expect them to take. Uh, at some level, every recording surprises me. And... Um, and yet I'm never surprised when I get into emotional territory. Uh, sometimes I can feel it coming on. Like, uh-oh, I'm getting where I might start getting too emotional to hold myself together. Um, it's, not, uh, it's not something that uh, I feel I want to stop when it's elation. So... I started to um, coax the rest of my emotional self to start letting go. And, uh, and I, while I have, I have, I have to give composure, uh, it gets, it gets to, to come into the room and have a talk about how we present ourselves in public. And, uh, and I am way more careful with the subject matter I will discuss in public because I know I, if, if we're going to talk about what it's like to, um, to give someone the best mother's day present you've ever given. And I start running through my mother's day memories. I can literally start crying and not from sadness, just like I'll have a touching memory that I haven't thought about in a while and it'll make me tear up. So I am very, <laughs> Um, I'm very careful with the subject matter I bring up. That way I can control the emotional material I'm walking through. But sometimes people will surprise me. And if, if somebody tells me a touching story about themselves, or God forbid, a heartbreaking story, I will lose it. And I even warn people as they start to get me into that territory, you're going to make me cry. And then I prove it. <laughs> so... <laughs> But not, not like, look, if somebody went through something traumatic and, and shares it in a way that I can contextually relate to it and feel it, well, what do you want me to do? It is heartbreaking. It's honestly moving to the point I, I feel it. Is that what being in touch with the great unknown consciousness that is the better self? Sometimes I think that. Like, if you're not willing to, to, to let your emotional side live this experience out, then I think you're missing the point. 
we're not here to just think through everything. Our brains are here because we want to know and we have to solve problems. And our hearts and, and emotions are here because we, we need intuition and we've got to have something to trust. And that's where all those... That's why when I was taught to suppress my emotions, I was essentially taught to give up all my intuition. I was taught to go figure everything out, go get the answers, go be smart enough, just keep doing the calculations, learn the next subject matter, keep moving up the chain, just get better and better, and sooner or later, watch, it'll all make sense. I would even have these moments in college where you'd be taking four classes, one chemistry class, one humanities class on the evolution of Eastern religion, then you'd have your class on ancient philosophy and another class in the Italian language. And your educational experience at some point in all of those would connect and all four subject matters would feel like they were convening at once. As if you were the person lucky enough to have stumbled into this crystallization of knowledge that you could put these four unconnected moments in the acquisition of what we know into the space to have them collide and bring meaning into your life in a purposeful way. <laughs> but all you're realizing is how the true body of coming to understand stuff it's all the same. Having a realization that you're speaking Italian with more clarity and precision is just like coming to understand what the allegory of Plato's cave is all about. It's about getting to know truth. It's about getting to know communication of that truth, understanding of that truth, and sharing of that truth. And you almost get tricked into thinking that the college environment is what's stimulating that in your head. But really, you're just coming into the realization that that's what you're here to do. You're here to understand the world the best you can and to help the people around you do the same. And so... I'm not, hmm, what would I be, uh, what is a J word, jumbled, jumbled, no, I'm trying to think of a J word for, for, hmm, histrionics, but none are coming to mind, that's okay, my vocabulary is terrible, for now we won't use alliteration, we'll just call me the kind of guy who's unwilling to to veer off the path because I know this path leads to conversation that compromises my emotional um, composure. I, I'm, I'm just as willing to go down the territory that somebody says, hey, I'm, I'm, I've got this dark comedy idea. It's not for everybody. And it may push a couple buttons. It's like, tell it to me. I won't hold it against you. And if I think it's funny, I will tell you. I'm willing to take that laugh train and I'm also willing to go, oh, sir, you went too far. I will tell nobody of this, but you need to go home and think about what you think about because you think about things that you shouldn't think about. Well, no, that would be me telling you how to think, which I would never do. 
So to me, I just have to open the door and say, here it is, here's who I am, here's what I think, here's how I go, here's what I do. How do you do? Well, I hope you do without shame, without guilt, and without fear of being judged by me as something other than trying to do the thing the best you can. And if you're not doing that well, why aren't you trying harder? If you're not being yourself, why aren't you being yourself? If you're full of lies, shame, and guilt, what put you there? Do you think you don't have a path out? Well, I'm here to tell you that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. I'm not here to sing it, though, because I don't sing I'm also going to stop trying to get the last of that chatter off that lid. Sorry, folks. Not here to smoke weed during these either, but sometimes I do. Sometimes, especially when I'm having a conversation that goes into uncomfortable territory, my first response is to take a bong hit. I also sometimes take a swig of chocolate milk. Those are my defense mechanisms against tough moments, which is why I don't have very many tough moments in public, because rarely am I carrying around a gallon of chocolate milk and my bong. So... If I were, I'd probably have more cry festival sessions in public. Unfortunately, I managed to keep those in the room that is my bedroom with my cat and my dog. But I'm uh, I'm starting to get ready for phase two. We're going to move out there into the public and have some of these conversations out there. Yes, I will bring Kleenex because, of course, I will be sobbing in public. That will be a lot of fun. But I do believe that if we're not willing to share what it's like to be us, if we're not willing to say this is what life trying to be lived in a good way where I don't hurt anybody, but I get something out of this experience that feels meaningful. This is what it looks like. How's it look like for you? I feel like that's a conversation I'm ready to have with almost anybody. And when I say almost anybody, it is hard to understand certain things. I don't understand those of you who send your other humans into a situation you know they will be damaged enough to cause death and you don't want to be first in line nope i don't understand you so when i look around the world and i see a whole bunch of that going on i don't understand what kind of a world we're in anymore right feels like that world that world needs some fixing so when I decided I had had enough of that world and I should just give up, well, no, 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 no. Turns out I shouldn't. Neither should you. Neither should anybody. And neither should you expect to change the world. But you can change your orbit. You can change what's happening in your bedroom. You can change what's going on with your dog, but not much with your cat. But you can work on your cat over 10 years' time. We've moved from hostile roommates to less hostile roommates but trying to move into the territory that is really where I live in a world full of happy stupid blow some bubbles over this way because it's fun to watch those things go life of goodness well no more no more talk about you being the problem because I know I'm not the problem and I know you're not the problem so What's the problem? Lies, shame, and guilt. And some other stuff, but eh, for now, that's my number one. And when you don't have a way to feel like your daily strength is there to not be challenged, uh, well, you can you can find yourself uh, unsure of what exactly you're doing with your day. 
which is one of the nice things about having a job. So yay, back to THD. Yeah, you know me. Um, and I'm not going to really talk about the Orange Apron community because they don't deserve it. That's a place I work. Respect that I will not be speaking about this workplace. I made that mistake with my last one. That might have been karma giving me a kick to the teeth saying, hey, you know, you don't get to have a daily diary out in public and talk about anything other than yourself. Ooh, is that what I meant to say? Probably not. Probably. I don't know. Dueling voices are kind of fighting over whether that was a thing to say or not. Uh, my ego says yes. My humanity says no. But my humanity says don't use this as a place to vent work frustration, especially work situational frustration. In fact, the only thing that I will ever say on this recording about how things are going with my job are the things that are going well. Because work is a place I want to be uh, happy. Otherwise, I would not be going back to the Home Depot. So, on the prompto, I'm going to give you my top 10 reasons I'm so excited to be working back at the Home Depot because that'll be good karma on which to stop talking about that workplace. But number 10, whew, obviously it gives me something to do other than turn on the record button or ignore the chores in my house that should be getting done. So, daily obligation to uh, routine um, effort works for me. And uh, I think if you don't have that in your life and, and you feel like you're missing something, that might be it. I'm not saying that you came onto this planet to give your effort away and make the bottom line look better for somebody else. But you did come on this planet to get out of the house and do some stuff every day. I promise you that. So this helps me do that. That's reason number 10. Okay, what else do I like about going by? Number nine. Um, I definitely like the uh, supervision structure. I like how there is quite a bit of freedom to treat the customer with importance. That should really be number one. So we'll get to that one. But because there's very little supervision as to what your daily expectations are, you're just expected to keep certain things done. And if they're done, certainly nobody's going to talk to you about it. That kind of freedom works well for me. I need enough clarity on what I'm supposed to do so I know what I'm supposed to do and enough non-oversight uh, of somebody asking me why this isn't done when it's on my list of things that are going to get done that that's not an issue. I don't like being asked why I'm not doing something I'm about to go do. But if it's an issue of my timeliness, well, that's a totally different discussion. Because number eight... This job will give me a chance to prove that I can be not late to work. So far, 2022 is the only year that I've ever worked. Um, yeah, I can't count 2021 because I only really worked for 15 days. But, and I might have been late. Was I late in 2021 to something? No, I don't think I was. Well, so far in 2022, I haven't been late to work. I don't think I'm going to make it all the way through 2022 without being late. But I do have a streak going. And that streak stopped the minute I walked off my last job. Not that I walked off late. Well, there's that argument. But no, saying I don't have anywhere to keep building up the confidence that being on time to work provides. So my number eight reason that I'm excited to start to work is it gives me more opportunity to prove that I can be on time, which is good for me. Number seven, well, it does pay. 
So the idea that I'm going to get some money for giving away my labor, well, that didn't go on the number one or the number 10 spot because it doesn't deserve either spot. But it does deserve to be on the list because living without money is tough. So the dog and the cat would both have put that number one, but they're just dogs and cats, so they don't know. <clears throat> but, okay, so that was number seven, I think. So what, number six? Number six is, aside from the... Uh, departments in which you're expected to meet some numbers. I would work all the rest of the departments because you're not expected to do that, which is so nice for John. I do not like to work someplace that you're supposed to have given uh, 25. Will you sign up for our, our online app um, referral cards away or whatever? I don't want any of that. And if there's a little bit of that here, I'll, I won't be surprised anymore. I haven't been there for four years. But, and the, and the front people do have to ask everybody if they're part of the, um, if they're part of the, what, the Insiders Club or whatever it's called. And I'm not mocking Home Depot. This is corporate America. They're going to track you in whatever way that you're going to allow it to be tracked. And if you can get on their credit plan there, Insiders Club, their, um, their, what is the, the, uh, um, it'll come to me, but it doesn't even matter. My point is, of course, they want you to offer any, uh, potential guest that those services exist who might be interested. There was never a quota for that. And I appreciated that. Matter of fact, I appreciated it more than getting paid, apparently. So, so that might need to be higher on the list. But we'll keep it sixth for now. All right, number five, uh, I know the systems. And while getting to know the systems of any workplace anymore, especially the, uh, the overlapping corporate structure system stuff, that stuff, I mean, whatever training videos, I'm sure I'll have to go through. I may have even seen some of them, but I know how the basic, functionality of the job goes. I know how the receiving department, uh, items are stacked. I know how to get my phone calls transferred to the paint department from electrical. I know how to pick up and get a new battery. I know how the systems work. So there's a lot to be said for knowing how the systems work. Uh, I think that was number five. All right. So four more to go Four. number four. Uh, I really like the people. It's a good place to work because I think the people that uh, that you get to work with uh, are a, are generally a good slice of, of who's out there. Uh, and it's a wide slice. Um, last time I worked in this store, one of the employees working there had won a gold medal in the Olympics. That's pretty... That's the only gold medal person I think I've ever met face-to-face. -face. So it's a, it's a neat staff. And I came to uh, appreciate the value that they provided. So that might even need to be higher, but that's fine at four. Three, I will say I learn a lot at this job. And I like a job where I come home with new knowledge, useful knowledge especially. But anything that gives me more knowledge and truth, I'm all for. And this job was full of it, especially because... There is so much to know when it comes to unique specifics regarding home improvement and home maintenance. 
stuff I do need more knowledge in. So, uh, number two, and I'll put this as two, but it could easily be one. My life improves. It's not just home improvement. My life improves being there. I'm more social. I have more outreach. I have a wider uh, interaction with problem solving. I get to laugh at uh, the absurdity of life. I get to help people out of the absurdity of life. I get to hear back on people fixing the absurdity of their life. There's a whole lot of connection here that makes my life better. And I get paid to be there. So I never need to forget that. And the number one reason I can't wait to go back is because I love the customers. And I love how much Home Depot says, customers first. Whatever else they say doesn't matter because they back that up. <laughs> so the rest of it is them trying to figure out their corporate static and static universe. But they don't deny that customer needs help. Can you go help that customer? It's the first impulse of everybody. So with all that going for it, I happily will be putting on my orange apron and writing my name on it and saying, how can I help you? Because whatever customer comes in the door, they don't come in the door that day because they're thinking about whether they want to own an iguana or they want to own a gecko. Well, I could probably learn to help that person too. It would take some months to even care. Because if you want to own an iguana or a gecko, you don't want my help. Figure that one out on your own. And if you're going to pay me to give somebody that help, well, I'm going to have to learn a whole bunch of stuff to say to that person that even matters because I don't know why you want either one. But you do. So life goes on. Have a have an iguano gecko house. I don't mind. Just uh, do it because it matters to you. Not because you have seen too many gecko commercials. And I know... It's easy to think even something like a job at Home Depot might be underachieving. It's not. It never is. Whatever you're doing now, if it's something that you think you could do more of, I don't know what that is, but that goes by like six times a day. If it's something you could do more of, or better, just go work to do better. But never beat yourself up about not doing enough. If you've established you're not doing enough, well, then you just have established a place where your life can get better. Go make it better. And uh, I think ultimately I need to tell myself that too many times, not to just tell myself that. That could just be my opening statement every day. Look, if you've identified something in life that's not at optimal pace, all you've done is identify something in life that you can make better. You now see a place where your life can improve. Go do it. I mean, that is as optimistic as I can be. So there you go.